And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Yo! <laughs> yeah! Welcome to New Year! <laughs> Nothing 2021, 22, 23, 24. Happy New Year 2024, 21st message from Anxious, letting you know that you're not the long balance, harmonious with self groups, you can reach your highest potential and handsome. <laughs> Sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Tuesday, January 2nd, 2024. Happy New Year, everyone. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory. And alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Hey, basketball lovers, podcast listeners, this one's for you. Next to him, it's the bearded one, Matasha Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. Hey-o. Hey-o. And over yonder, the man making the magic happen, super producer, J.D. Hello. There he is, and here we are. The boys back together. 2025! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's great to see you guys and to be all back in the same place. I know we did an emergency podcast on uh, Saturday of last year. OG said, get one more in. But it's been a while. Uh, Go Blue, by the way. What a game there. What a game. You might think this is a Charles Woodson jersey. No, Skeets. This is a Blake Corum jersey. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So what is it? It's Michigan and Washington. Yeah, W versus M. Flip them over. Same letter. Think about that. (laughs) That's next Monday This one's for Ty Detmer and Tim Biakabatuka. Holy moly. That's what you're saying That's the only name I knew. Guys, I know. Crazy start to this year. Uh, Shout out to the stream team for joining us live right now on YouTube. Smash that like button. Make sure you subscribe as we inch our way to 100,000 subs and comment away, as you guys already are. Podcast listeners, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. The bosses are still watching. And Five Star Friday could be coming up as early as potentially this Friday on the drop, or maybe next week. I think we got to do it uh, yeah. this Friday. We got some good ones that I've seen coming in, but I think I just got us a... Uh... At best, four-star review, because uh, Ty Detmer, of course, was the quarterback for BYU. Oh. <laughs> Not for yeah. the University of Washington. That's ridiculous. Oh, what about Trent Dilfer? <laughs> I don't know. Just saying names that sounded <laughs> like Ty Dilfer. Uh, we had a wedgie before we jump into everything, and it happened on Friday night, I want to say the 29th, and it was a wild one. Cody Martin, my man, sticks it right. Oh, As no. the shot clock expired, but it was like a you know a turnaround fadeaway wedgie. You don't see those uh, varieties too often. We're at 22 on the season. That pace, uh, I saw it get as high as 58, but we've gone a couple days now with that one. So it's it's ticked down to a pace of 56, but we're happy mm. with that. Yeah, that was a bad bad shot. Looked like <laughs> Tim Biakabatuka. Taking a. Oh, was he a quarterback? Was Tim Biakabatuka? Uh, back. Oh, back. Yeah, Biakabatuka is a great name. Oh yeah, Tishamanga, I believe, was his given first name. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> know that? I have zero idea who you're talking about. I can't picture this. Point. You're more of a Tyrone Wheatley guy. Oh of god! Course. Well, you guys were sharing the chat in the Slack. Whoa, what a game! Yeah, for Michigan. I didn't. I didn't care. I was watching so many NBA games. I had no idea what you were saying. Well, no, it worked. Was there was pop tarts this past week. Oh, jeez, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then NBA a cheese tie-in. It. NBA tie-in to the pop tart. Yeah, did you hear about this? No. Well, go ahead. Apparently, the pop tart mascot is the OG Benny the Bull, <laughs> who we met who we know and we shot with. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's a so good, good mascot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That man was a legend. That man was a bull. That man was a legend, and now he's a pop tart. Yeah. Was a pop tart. R.I.P. to the pop tart. <laughs> I, I did. <laughs> yes, I did watch a little bit of the uh, the Michigan game mm-hmm. because the schedule there uh, on Monday. We had that early 3 o'clock start in Madison Square Garden, yep. which we're going to jump into here, talk about OG Ananobi and his first game with the Knicks. And then there was sort of like a little break in the NBA there schedule, was. so you could get a little football in and then a lot of games at night. But uh, we did do an emergency podcast last year, har, 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 on Saturday. <laughs> uh, you can go check that out. The link is in the show notes. Uh, you know, our immediate reaction 
I mean, we jumped on like 30 minutes after this was official to talk about OG getting traded to the Knicks for RJ Barrett and Manuel Quickly. I know there were some other pieces involved, but that's who we really focused on. And the general consensus was, hey, pretty good trade. You know, both teams, this makes some sense. You could see why they did this. And now that we got to see, you know, those three main guys play for their two respective squads, uh, what did you think about, you know, early returns, I guess, from OG with the Knicks and those guys with the Raps? I was just excited. December trades? They never happen in the <laughs> NBA. I was excited for both teams because the Raptors haven't had this good a guard since Kyle Lowry, I'd say. Having Emmanuel quickly in that starting line, a guy who can score is awesome for them just because yeah. they had so many wings in OG and Scotty Barnes and Precious, and then I was going to say Precious, and Pascal Siakam. The fact that they let Fred Van Vliet go, this just fills a slot in there because the guy can pull up and hit threes. He can hit floaters. He can get to the rim. That being said, watching him there, uh, he looked like a bench player when he was with the Raptors because he just wanted to score. So I hope that they take a take a second and get part of the team. I think that was the problem watching him. But Emmanuel quickly is great. And he's not just a point guard. And so with him and Scotty Barnes, Scotty Barnes got to be handling that ball as well. So hopefully... It, it's a good twosome uh, when it comes down to it. Because the guy can score quickly. Last year had a great year. Was almost six-man. His minutes have been reduced because the Knicks just had too many guards. So they said, all right, why don't we go get OG Ananobi, who looked uh, damn good and just fits so much better. I mean, they went and signed Miles McBride to a three-year deal uh, this past weekend. So they wanted to go get another wing because they just got so many freaking guards. So it's it's a great deal right now because will these three guys, the three main guys mm-hmm. in this deal, get better? Because Precious wasn't all that good for the next yesterday. Uh, we'll quickly get better with minutes up. Will RJ Barrett going home start to play better? And will OG be happy in New York? It's just they're great balances, I would say, on on both teams. So it's it's exciting. Um, quickly, just got to learn that I, I think. Barnes now and Siakam are going to be scores before him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is great to see him and Barrett in the starting lineup because I, I think he's just going to make even Yakub Pirtle better. The, the team is just balanced better than just hit you with an OG, hit you with a Siakam, hit you with a Barnes. They just had too many wings. You saw what, what was done in yesterday's game. They looked a lot better. That seems like the key word here, balanced rosters for both of them. Honestly, for the Knicks, getting a defensive wing stopper, a guy that can hit the corner three. And uh, yeah, for the Raptors, getting some guys that can create one-on-one. That really jumped out to me as Raptors fans. Like, holy crap, the Raptors have a bunch of guys in the starting lineup who can actually handle the ball and create things now. Uh, Which, you know, that's not OG's strong suit. He does many other things at an elite level, but that is not one of them where you can give him the ball and say, hey, go get us a bucket. But quickly, 14-6-3. He sort of went ice cold in the fourth quarter, but he could get to that floater anytime he wants. And then R.J. Barrett with 19 points and 9 boards. Ananobi, 17 points, 6 boards, hit a couple corner threes. That's what he does. And he was like, uh, I think he had the best plus minus in the game. Both of these teams win, Trey. You agree with this idea, though, of a balanced roster? After one game, it makes some sense for the Knicks and the Raps? Yeah, it definitely makes sense because you've got fans uh, on both the Raptors' side and the Knicks' side saying, we fleeced them. And you've got fans mm-hmm. on both the Raptors' yeah. side and the Knicks' side saying, we got fleeced. <laughs> so right. it must be a fair trade, and trade. I think kind of like as expected uh, for both of these teams. Still a lot of spacing issues, I do believe, for the Raptors. Definitely better with uh, Scotty Barnes and now Emmanuel quickly there. But they're going to be playing three non-shooters in Barrett, Pirtle, who had a really solid game finishing inside, and then Siakam who was so hot uh, in game one with Emmanuel quickly there, five for eight from three. The rest of the Raptors went six for 22 Mm -hmm. uh, from three. So that's still going to be a problem, I think. But I was uh, impressed the way the Raptors were getting their best shots down the stretch. I thought when it was either Barnes handling or Emmanuel quickly handling, not saying they could make any of these shots. I saw that the NBA's YouTube page gave this a fantastic finish, but they couldn't even give it like a nickname. They're just like, this is a close finish. <laughs> Everybody was missing down the stretch. Right. It was not a not a masterpiece, uh, but I thought good stuff, uh, especially when Quickly was initiating the ball. Like you're saying, Tass, like Quickly is the coolest player to watch on the Raptors <laughs> since probably Kawhi Leonard and maybe dating back to Vince Carter prior to that. Mm-hmm. They haven't had – their stars haven't been the like coolest of watches <laughs> all the time. DeRozan was fun to watch uh, when he was heating. Anyways, I thought they were pretty good. Uh, but I thought a couple of brutal turnovers down the stretch still from R.J. Barrett. Like, yep. he should have the ball fourth among those guys, yep. and I didn't think it was a surprise to see that Coach Darko had him sitting quite a bit in the fourth quarter as well. I think that it's pretty weird that this trade went down, 
and we kind of consider R.J. Barrett the throw-in here, despite the fact that he averages the most points per game, is the biggest name, and is paid the most. But he feels like the third guy yeah. in this trade because, like you're saying, quickly is the potential Brunson deal here, right? Like, Dallas didn't want to pay Jalen Brunson, so Nick, the Knicks are like, yeah, we'll do it, and he's been a star for them. That's what the Raptors are hoping with Emmanuel quickly as well. And then on the flip side, O.G. Ananobi, all he has to do is finish plays. Yeah. <laughs> Just cut. Just get open. He said, I had no idea what I was doing out there. They were telling me in the middle of the game and stand in the corner and hit threes or cut to the rim for a dunk. It works. Uh, And he just needs the ball so little compared to IQ, which I think is something that the Knicks will try to address going forward. They'll probably want another backup big and they'll probably want a guard uh, to replace quickly. But I was impressed with OG Ananobi and I was thought kind of smart by Tom Thibodeau splitting up Brunson and Randall since they have one fewer ball handler now, one of those guys has to be on the court all the time. Mm-hmm. And one of those guys was on the court all the time. So great stuff uh, from OG Ananobi. And he held Anthony Edwards to 35 points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he fouled out with four minutes to go, too. Yeah. Uh, right. Bad, brutal last call, the, the sixth foul that mm-hmm. took him off the floor. But yeah, he as the, as the stopper, he got the Anthony Edwards assignment. <laughs> he still got his, but uh, he obviously is uh, he's a positive when he was out yeah, there. Yeah, and you yeah. saw how he contributed in that way. And we've seen time and time again as Raptors fans. I mean, I do love the blowback from a bunch of Toronto Raptors fans today. Where was all this love for OG Ananobi when he played for Toronto? Because you see the Bleacher Report sort of like stat breakdowns and wow, this guy's really good. And Raptors fans go crazy because like, we've been telling you he's really good, but you don't care. Because, you know, they got the little brother syndrome up in Canada and it's like you never pay attention to us. There's some truth to it. This is what he did for Toronto for years. And now he's in New York and he's going to get more of a spotlight on him and and more accolades, which, you know, as an OG fan, I'm happy for. It's just unfortunate, I guess. Yeah, and the question is, and I think from people who followed him for years, is he going to be okay with being the supporting player? Because he is not going to have the offense run through him. He's going to stand in the quarters at times, take shots from there, and make shots from there. But he's also just going to have to cut and be good at that because the offense is going to run through Brunson. It's going to run through Randall, And he was fantastic at it yesterday. It looks like he would be the perfect third and fourth guy at times on that offense. He's just going to be really, really good if he if he's going to cut and be athletic and pass because he had opportunities to take more shots if he wanted to just dribble into shots. And I think that's what the problem with Emmanuel quickly was a little bit. The problem with R.J. Barrett was a little bit uh, watching him. Are you going to be okay just being the guy off the ball and quickly uh, – I think, I hope, uh, will be that. But OG was that in, in this one. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the question is quickly and Barrett in, in the backcourt. I love how the Raps just threw them into the starting lineup. Dennis Schroeder, <laughs> sorry. It's time. It's time to see if Emmanuel quickly is good. Um, and he was. But there are times when they just didn't pass the ball. R.J. Barrett gets that tunnel vision. He had five turnovers in this game because he just kind of goes through guys, which was good, Mm -hmm. and that he could go through guys physically, just driving through guys. But at times, he didn't see who he should be passing to. He gets caught a lot of the times. Like He makes that drive. He maybe is thinking about going up, but he's like too far away, and then he gets up in the air, and he's like, oh, crap, what am I going to do now? And then that's a lot of those turnovers came that way late. Yeah. Where he's just like, oh, I got to chuck it. I got to try and chuck it to somebody on my team, and they were easy picks. Yeah, but it is great to see a quick guard because the Raps just didn't have a guy who could dribble <laughs> from the point guard position. Now, now they have all four who can pass and shoot. And, uh, you know, I, I say, you know, four because it's Barnes, Siakam, and, and quickly along with R.J. Barrett. And then Pearl should be working off them really, really great. But now this it just if you saw Siakam yesterday was freaking awesome in, in just feeling like he's the number one guy scoring thirty six. Him, well, him and Barnes yeah. are gonna be <laughs> Devlin every time he hit a three. It's twenty twenty four. Well, that was my favorite takeaway from these debuts yesterday. The Knicks win. And OG was great, like we talked about. Raptors win. They held on. You know, Barrett and quickly were okay being thrown in as the starters. But the stars were Randall and Siakam. Like, they were the reasons why both of their teams won the game. Two guys that are, like, constantly in trade talks and, like, the the, the fan bases always go back and forth on, like, oh, he's an all-star, he's an all-NBA. Ah, trade him, he's a bum. You know, like, yeah. happens from uh, game to game, it feels like, with both of these franchises. But they were awesome. They were the reasons their team won. Yes. And and the fact was the Raps weren't going to sign OG Ananobi because they just needed a different guy. And the Knicks weren't going to sign Emmanuel quickly 
probably because they just needed a different guy. So they made those trades. And I, I just wonder, Darko Ryakovic, Raptors head coach, is going to say, let's move that thing. Let's all be a part of this thing. Let's be a part of this thing, Manuel, quickly. So let's do that. R.J. Barrett, let's do that. And if they do that, they're going to be great. Scotty Barnes will be more of a scorer, will be more of a guy. They they will be running him in quickly. will be running up the floor like they were yesterday. They looked good. The only thing I didn't like was Scotty Barnes doing that sprinkler dance in the intro. And his name is announced, Scotty Barnes! And then he does the sprinkler, does the old sprinkler, <laughs> the, the like, you know, from the 1980s. It's 2024. Uh, it's 2024, says Matt Devlin. Anyways, <laughs> they're, they're just a better five. So they're more fun to watch. Knicks are going to be fun to watch, too. All right, so uh, they're happy after one game here with their their new pieces in there, both the Knicks and Raptors fans. Let's keep it going, though. Uh, we're, do- we're doing winners of the NBA weekend, the NBA long weekend, the NBA holiday weekend, whatever you want to call it. Trey, we'll do uh, two rounds of winners, one round of losers. Who you got here for your big winner? We have this team as a minor winner in the Raptors-Knicks trade. The Detroit Pistons, because they had a game against the Raptors that night, December 30th, we knew that the three players traded, <clears throat> we're not going to be playing. Yeah. The two players gained, also not going to be playing. This was the chance. Raptors on a back-to-back on the road and the Pistons. They absolutely did it, Skeets. Snapped the longest single-season losing streak, ending it at 28 games. And honestly, it's all because of Cade Cunningham. He was awesome in this game against the Raptors. 30 points, 12 assists, <clears throat> zero turnovers, and a couple of three-pointers. In the month of December, Cade went for 25 points, five rebounds, seven and a half assists per game, three turnovers. That's still a lot of turnovers, but you'll take it compared to the first month of the season. Shot 50% from the field, 35 from three, and 86 uh, from the line. He had 14 in the fourth quarter of this win over the Raptors. He hit a bunch of big shots, getting to the baseline kind of and finishing, finishing over top of Pirtle, that kind of thing. He said, I had to elevate my game. And he really did, I thought, specifically in the last couple of weeks of this streak. It just means that Cade has to be basically playing (laughs) game seven basketball (laughs) for the Pistons to pull off a win. But they did indeed get a win. And then my dad was texting me. He's like, hey, man, Pistons might get two wins in a row. (laughs) They end up losing by 20 to the Rockets. But still... (laughs) As long as they don't lose their next 27, an improvement, I think. I mean, if there was one like positive takeaway from the 28-game losing streak, it was, especially near the end of it, that Cade Cunningham might be that guy. He might be that dude, because he gave a shit. And he was like trying to single-handedly drag them to victories. And a couple times was coming up short in a couple of those close games, obviously uh, against the Nets, against the Celtics, uh, against the Raptors. No, they won that one, and it was because of him, like you said. Now he went 3-for-16 against the Rockets the next game. <laughs> yes, and he did go 9-for-20 against Toronto. Well, yeah, yeah sure, sure, sure. <laughs> look, but he's still, he's look, still like, look, tough. you lost that many games in a row, and you are the franchise guy because you're the number one pick. That's going to have an effect on a lot of guys in this league, and some would turtle and say, uh, fuck this, get me out of here. Like, I don't, want, I don't want this. He didn't do that. I didn't hear anything that from him. You know, every press conference you saw, post-game press conference, after a loss was, you know, he was he was defeated, but he was always trying to say, you know, we, we, we're we not this bad. <laughs> he kept saying that. <laughs> we're not a 2 in 2018 or whatever the hell they were at the time. So, you know, I'm happy to see it. I'm kudos to him for, like, dragging them to that victory. And you called it, TK. I mean, with the Raptors and the, the trade losing some bodies. Also, a back-to-back situation. They got in at 3 a.m. Like, blah, blah, blah. I mean, they still shouldn't lose to the Pistons, but they were bound they to win at some point. Pistons. Yeah, that was the it's Dwayne true. Casey curse, and they went overboard this time. They yeah. said, we're not taking any chances being the team that loses straight up. We're trading everybody and losing. Yeah. Smart yeah. by the Raptors. That was smart by Masai. Yes. We did talk about that on the emergency podcast. Any thoughts on uh, the Pistons snapping the streak there? Well, just watching Cade Cunningham turn his ankle. looked like he was going to be out in the first quarter. He was wobbled. He was hobbling. But he fought through and was able to lead this team and get downhill on every possession. He just looks really good. I I don't think that this was uh, an anomaly of a run. I just think he's a really good player, no matter what. Uh, He's had 30 against the Raps, coming off 31 against Boston when they went to overtime. That's tough to do. And then a 41 off against Brooklyn, and then another 22 against Brooklyn. They had a pretty tough sked there at the end of it. Um, but I think they are clearly trying to win. Monty Williams is starting old guys. Uh, you know, he's he's bench Asar Thompson. Um, he's putting in Bogdanovich and Jay Nivey. I mean, not an old guy, but not a rookie. Uh, he's, he's putting those guys in there. And 
it was a cool battle there. Rockets, Pistons, to see bro versus bro. Yeah. Asar Thompson versus Amin Thompson. And uh, Asar's looking good. He obviously had an injury for a while, but he's looking good off uh, – or Amin, I should say, is looking good. <laughs> bro problems. Uh, he's looking good <laughs> off twins. the bench. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and Cam Whitmore with a huge dunk. So Thompson wins, and the Pistons win. They get one win. Did you see what they're doing, uh, the Pistons and Rockets, uh, celebrating twin night there yeah. last night? I guess they have joint uh, bobblehead. Joint bobbleheads, but <laughs> one bobblehead in Detroit last night, and then they play again in Houston. Uh, or do I have that flipped around? They play again very soon for the second bobblehead. So you got to go to both locations, I believe. They're just Unless for they're giving out both of them at both spots, I'm not sure. That's how know. they should do it. Yeah, ain't yeah. nobody going to Detroit and then. Houston? No, I wouldn't think so. Within a but, week, that's crazy. You know, maybe you want to get one off of eBay and uh, you know skyrocket <laughs> those prices. I, I did get one of those Kerwin Frost Nugget Buddies recently. What? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, it's the new thing at McDonald's. They basically have adult Happy Meals. Yeah, I, I got a Big one. Mac with a Nugget Buddy in there. So, <laughs> oh, I've like seen those going. He's got a pencil tattoo on his face. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping for Don Bernice, but I got Kerwin Frost. <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> what did you put? So many names in this show. I know. I, I can't. Kerwin t- Frost. Uh, new segment: uh, McDonald's toy or college football player. <laughs> I got no clue. What did he, what did he run for? Don McCloy. Kerwin's oh, a good one. Don Bernice. <laughs> Don Bernice went for 300 yards in the air. <laughs> in the in the pop tart bowl, in the YA tittle bowl, oh. <laughs> in the nugget bowl. Tom Bernice looks cool too. They all look cool, man. Yeah. So what'd you do with it? I put it in the glove compartment. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about it until unpacking yesterday. When you, cool. get, when you get pulled over for rolling through a stop sign, you gonna show that to the officer. <laughs> one care one. You got this. <laughs> I was like, uh, I checked eBay. I was like, man, I wonder how much this is worth. I just paid ten dollars for a Happy Meal. <laughs> it's fourteen bucks. Oh, well, see, yeah, but I opened mine. Play <laughs> oh, with it. Yeah, yeah, don't play with it. Okay, Pistons, you got a winner of the NBA long Big weekend. Tass, who you got for a winner? Uh, the Indiana Pacers and the Milwaukee Bucks is a fun series to watch, and the Indiana Pacers have won three of the four games that they've played, and they're going to get them again on January third tomorrow Mm -hmm. for game number five and this was a healthy bucks bucks team that the indiana pacers beat and you'd think ah tyrese halliburton must have gone off he was good but he couldn't shoot he hit one of seven threes couldn't shoot those threes the pacers overall hit five threes yet somehow somehow they were able to pull it out now halliburton was great from inside two was or inside three, I should say, from two-point line, he was on fire. 26, 11, and nine rebounds. Cool for him. He's from Oshkosh, Wisconsin. They're playing in Milwaukee. Close enough. Uh, so great win for them. Great win for this Pacers team. They have just come together. Uh, and it was pretty cool because they went down in the first and the third quarter by double digits because their starters were just getting hit. But their bench came through. Even though they were shot 14% from three, Overall, which is wild, and they still won, uh, they were able to just fight. Bendik Matherin, 25 and a career-high 13 boards. Isaiah Jackson, 18 off the bench. TJ McConnell, 16 off the bench. They scored 70 points off the bench. Um, And I think their defense has picked up, if you look at their numbers, the last five games or so, a little bit better. Now, they give up a lot of points, and there's going to be lots of Pascal Siakam talk for them, I'm sure, as the trade deadline comes up. Because they do need a little bit of help on the bench. Uh, but they were just able to wall off Giannis Tetacumpo, who scored 64 against them the last time that they played. <laughs> you remember Ballgate at the end of that one. Uh, but the Pacers, yeah, walled him off. And he had, a, he had a really good game. But they were just able to come through and fight through every single possession. And, and fourth quarter, they were just smart defensively. And they were going at um, Malik Beasley in any way they could uh, to score on him. So sh- shout out to them. They look a little bit different mm-hmm. and that they're they're playing for rick carlisle and uh this series would be fun now halberton said this isn't a rivalry after the game <laughs> just because they've won a championship and we haven't made the playoffs but that's a good sign he wants them to get to the playoffs quite clearly and uh in game number five that they play on wednesday it should be fun as well the bucks should come back but the pacers have have been fighting Winning oh. three of those four games. Oh, right. They've already played four times, but they play a fifth time on, on right. whatever That's you right. said. Yeah, tomorrow, I guess, Wednesday. Um, and Halliburton, over the break, too, um, did something that's only been done by Magic Johnson and John Stockton, and that's to have that 
20 and 20 in consecutive games. 20 points, 20 assists. Mm-hmm. And Halliburton did that in two games over this little uh, holiday break where he uh, did it against the Knicks and he did it against the Bulls there in Chicago. That's that's incredible. And he had, like, how many turnovers? He had no turnovers against the Bulls. Yeah. Uh, he was he was slacking these last two games, had two turnovers yes. apiece. And yes. like Tass said, can't make a three right now. But they're just scoring inside. And, you know, that's the thing with the Pacers. They are a good three-point shooting team, but the speed they play at lets them get a whole bunch of layoffs. They had 64 points in the paint against the Bucks, a team that wants to take away the paint. Uh, so great stuff uh, from Indiana kind of finding their footing because they were in sputter mode right after the IST, and they've played a little bit better defense, and you know their offense is getting back on track especially. Uh, winner of the NBA Long Weekend to Malik Monk's sixth man of the year campaign. On December 31st, so New Year's Eve, Monk came off the bench, as he always does. He scored a game-high 27 points in just 21 minutes played as the Kings blew out the Grizzlies, 123-92. Monk, 10-13 from the field, 4-5 on threes, 5 assists, 0 turnovers, um, you know, huge plays, big highlights, as he's always good for uh, all season long. So that final game on Sunday finished an incredible December for Monk. 13 games, he's averaging 15.5 points per game, 6.1 assists per game, shooting 49% from the field, and 42% from deep. His true shooting percentage is an insane 63.5% in the month, with his usage percentage actually decreasing. That's the crazy part compared to the months prior. He's doing all of this in under 26 minutes a game. And I think that where he is right now, according to BetMGM, last I checked on the six-man-of-the-year odds for this season... They have him fifth. I think that's quite low with how well the Kings are playing and how just important he is. He finished fifth last year, if you remember. Brogdon won it, quickly was second, Bobby Portis and Norman Powell. Um, But for him to be behind this year, Monk, in the betting odds, Reeves, Tim Hardaway Jr., Cole Anthony... Uh, Bogdanovich, who's come on as as of late for the Hawks, I, I don't think that's right. I think he should uh, at plus eight hundred. Look, I'm not going to be going betting on it. I'm not telling you to do that by any means. Uh, you know, not financial advice, but that seems strange to me because he's been he's so instrumental to this Kings team, and he's played so well. His counting stats are comparable to last year, but he's been way more efficient, and he also has going for him. Like I said, those like. Those highlight alley-oops and these big dunks, and he had that game winner, that wild game winner against the Warriors. Like Sometimes his buckets feel like more than two or three points, uh, just the back-breaking variety. So I, hear you. I just think he should be higher than plus 800 and, and, and behind a lot of those guys who are having good years off the bench, don't get me wrong, in terms of scoring the ball and stuff like that. But Monk's significance to the Kings' success, I think, uh, should bump him up a little bit. So I think he's going to start getting a little more six-man-of-the-year love as we move forward here. Who would you put him ahead of? Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. For yeah, sure. he I plays mean, like maybe. nearly 30 minutes a game. He, he scores a lot. Um, he really started hot. I think that's going to come back to earth now that Kyrie's back. Um, Cole Anthony, vital to Orlando's success. He's like to me. He's like the comparison to Monk, um, especially with how well the Magic have played too. I would have them like comparable odds. I think, and the Reeves one. I mean, that's a, I know we're going to get to the Lakers. It's a bit of a mess. Like who's starting and who isn't. I mean, he started and then he didn't. I think he should be right there with those guys. Like, I think it should be all pretty close. Not not plus 250 for Reeves to plus 800 for Monk. Oh, Reeves has definitely been better, though. But he's not going to qualify. They're comparable sets. They're very comparable stats. Yeah, but Reeves, but. Uh, yeah, but I mean, Reeves is... Percentages are definitely better. And yeah. scoring, it's about the same. Same with Bogdanovich. Like, scoring's about the same, but oh, Bogdanovich but, percentages yeah. are a little bit better as well. Uh, but yeah, I would say Monk probably top three. But I don't even know who the leader is. Probably. Uh, I well, know. I was sort of surprised. I've seen when... Bogdan Bogdanovich, people are saying, should be the leader right well, now. I was like, okay, I mean, he is yeah. good. Yeah. He's, he's been stick. one of the top three three point shooters in the league yeah. the entire season. Yeah, he's been on he fire awesome. the last yeah. 20 games. He's streaky, though, so watch. No, you know, he'll yeah. go on a 10 game slide, but no, or he he'll a, get injured. He got on a stinky streak recently, and that's why the Kings beat them last week. They were down 18 to the Hawks at half. And they needed somebody to help them out. It was Monk. Yeah. And uh, Chris Duarte, who's starting now for the Sacramento yes, Kings. Um, they benched Kevin Herter, put Duarte in there. And I think, you know, Bogdan Bogdanovich, I thought, yep, yeah, it's definitely a part of it. Uh, even though Tim Hardaway was the number one scorer from the bench. But I think this is all about big name teams. And that's why the Austin Reeves was there. Just guys who people are betting on uh, at this point. I think more people are, would be betting on Austin Reese. So it's just a, 
It's just the casinos making dollars. Well, I had to That's remind myself about. that Brogdon won it last year. I mean, <laughs> he won it on a good Celtics team. Mm-hmm. Like, but it wasn't like Brogdon was a twenty point per game scorer, right? No. I mean, he was good. Um, like when I when I listed those guys that won it last year, Brogdon ain't winning it again. Quickly ain't gonna win it because he's gonna be starting, of course, mm-hmm. for the Raptors. Portis, no, uh, always tough for a big guy anyway, and he's been uh, bad as and well. he's been bad. And Norman Powell is like not even close to what he was doing last year. So there's an opening for any of those other guys we said. I think Monk should be, yeah, top three is right. Right there with Cole Anthony. And then, yeah, Reeves is going to be in there, the Lakers market and all that. But, I mean, they're a bit of a mess right now, too. And it's not like he's killing. So, Monk, his sixth man of the year campaign. A little love for him. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful design objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. One more round of winners. Why not? TK, what do you got? Oh, Chunky. Chunky. Phoenix Suns, they get a winner. They got to start Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and Bradley Beal in two straight games (laughs) over the weekend. Hey, they beat the Hornets December 29th. They beat the Magic December 31st. I got to write the dates down because I have literally no idea what days we're talking about here. Uh, Kevin Durant did rest for the win over the Blazers yesterday, but I kind of consider that a win when you have enough players back that you can actually rest Kevin Durant, who's playing a ton of minutes uh, right now. And the win over the Hornets, Devin Booker went for 35, uh, Kevin Durant went for 21, and Bradley Beal went for six. Six points in his return. I don't care. That's fine. Against Orlando, Kevin Durant, 31. Beal went for a season-high 25 and looked awesome. I thought he was looking fast. He was looking crafty. And then Devin Booker added 21 uh, in the victory over Orlando, one of the best defensive teams in the league. And these guys went for a combined 77 points after basically like the third game together. That was pretty impressive. Beal then went for 21 uh, in the win against Portland. Choppy start to the season, no doubt, for the Suns. Uh, They did not have a good December, but they have had guys in and out of the lineup. They've had some complaints around Christmas time with Kevin Durant saying, wait a second, all these minimum contract players are looking like minimum contract players. What a surprise. But they got a couple, three wins over the weekend, and Bull Bull even got to play. (laughs) I saw three Bull Bull highlights against the Trailblazers, so we're going to be talking about this guy for the next five seasons. (laughs) Seven four he can handle. Never seen it before. (laughs) Yeah, he's taking the minutes from Eubanks. um, And after I saw those highlights, I thought, my, this this guy must have like a 25-point game in him. I checked the box score. No, sir. Uh, that, that didn't happen. No. Although he ended all right. He ended all right with 11 points and nine boards. That's great. If he's going to take the starting, or sorry, the backup center spot uh, from Drew Eubanks, he might make his minimum contract look like a deal. Um, but yeah, he hasn't been playing. And uh, yeah, Frank Vogel's changing some things up there. So they have looked a lot better. Yeah, mainly because Bradley Beal's back is better uh, and his ankle is better and everything looks fine yeah now Suns fans knock on wood that all these guys can stay healthy and play and they need to like what is it six weeks before the all-star break like they need to have a nice little stretch here uh and and like start moving up the western conference standings if they're really going to be considered you know a championship contender they're they're what are they like 18 15 yeah Mm -hmm. uh after winning four in a row so nice little win streak here but you know they're not far behind hosting uh a playoff series in the first round. Like they're a couple games back, I believe, of the Clippers. So I, I, I if these guys are playing, I still have a lot of faith in them that like you said, it's like seventy five points, like sort of in Easily. their sleep. Yeah. And then you just like you hope on any other night, like, hey, one or two of these minimum guys like pops off and that's a recipe for a win. Yeah, and I in that Orlando game, I thought the first half it definitely looked uh, a lot of your turn, my turn, which is 
can definitely work when you've got three guys who can score 30 uh, in every single game. But then in the third quarter, they were getting into a lot of two-man actions, sometimes three-man actions, just giving Kevin Durant a chance to attack against a one-on-one. Like, that's a win right there uh, for the Suns. And then in the fourth quarter, he was just on fire. He was just knocking down jumpers uh, over everybody. They're a game out of the sixth seed right now. Like... For playing two straight months of not knowing who's actually going to be healthy amongst your stars and which of your non-stars are actually going to be able to stay on the court, that's a decent start. (laughs) Uh, And if they weathered the dramatic storm in December, then maybe things will be looking upwards for uh, the Suns here in 2024. Tas, who else do you have for for a winner? Aaron Gordon of the Denver Nuggets. Because he was bitten by by a dog. His own doc mm-hmm. uh, on Christmas. He got 21 stitches on his hand and face. So he missed a couple games, and then he was back at practice on Sunday when his teammate DeAndre Jordan said, wah, 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 wah. he literally barked. Uh, and and DeAndre, Jordan, DeAndre Jordan said, is that cool? Is that cool if I still do that? And Aaron Gordon said, yeah, it's fine. That's all right. I guess they've always used to do that with Aaron Gordon. That's just a bark thing. He showed up at the game on Monday with a dog around his chain. He just likes dogs. He loves dogs he played on monday uh and he, he was asked about his dogs he said quote i love dogs i grew up with dogs my whole life but because we're on the road so much my dad's taking care of him so i can't really train him how i need him to be so there was something that happened on christmas uh where he got upset well he said dog. What, he said what happened did yeah. you see this no, part? I didn't see he said that. I got drunk and was messing with my dog. He said it was oh, really? eggnog. He blamed it on eggnog that he had too much. He doesn't drink a lot. Had too much eggnog and got to like roughhousing with his dog. Mm. And the dog got a little excited, chomped down on him, gave me a bite, and I was best basically wrestling him off of me and he bit my hand. Huh. Yeah. Why did he say too different things well i think he said what you said <laughs> yeah, prior and then he yeah. and then he came out and said sort of like clarified a little bit more yeah. he, he, but that's he, wrong he said story. quote for lack of better words i was fucking around with my dog and when you fuck around you find out that's what he said all right so yeah it sounds like the first time he didn't want to save my dogs or i screwed up he was trying to say i wasn't drunk really and then he came out with the truth because i i read that that first one i thought nicole Jokic. Loves horses. Let's start a pets podcast. Just start talking about <laughs> talking about your dogs and your horses. I think Michael Porter Jr. has a podcast. I saw Jokic on. Yeah, curious Mike. There he is. There he is. Let's podcast about animals. And that time you got drunk and he bit you. So he's drinking an eggnog full of alcohol. He wasn't yeah, drinking. that's what he said. I don't drink a lot during the season. And, you know, Straight hit him at the holidays. Gross. And he got wrestling with the dog. And dog, he's, I guess, not trained well enough. As he said, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> must have been and a late him. night, too, because they played Christmas, and it said it happened on Christmas. So when did it? He didn't. He didn't. <laughs> wow, you really want a deep dive. Yeah. Well, they play, they play Starting the podcast. They played play play at 2.30 on, uh, on Christmas, right? Yeah. So 12.30 yeah. Nuggets time? Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's yeah, right. After the yeah. game, went back, yeah. yeah. Started drinking that nog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> drinking the nog, wrestling the dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good show. <laughs> drinking nog, wrestling dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Drink nog, wrestle dog. <laughs> Picture Aaron Gordon's face. <laughs> okay. He's fine, though. I guess his hand, like, yeah, he played yesterday. Up. It was bandaged up. It looked, it looked like most of the stitches were on his hand and not his yeah, face. Yeah, his face. Yeah, yeah. Or that face healed. I don't know. I was looking at his face. It looked fine. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he doesn't have that dog back. in him. He's got that dog on him. All right. Uh, final one here for me. Uh, Oklahoma City Thunder as a winner. On New Year's Eve, the Thunder won their fourth consecutive game as they defeated the Nets 124-108. Just, uh, just a professional win here from OKC. SGA led the way with 24 points, but you had all five starters scoring in double figures. OKC's seventh win in their last eight games They've improved to 22-9. and nine. They're in second place in the Western Conference. Also, file this one under things I didn't know. The Thunder have hosted a New Year's Eve game every year since the franchise moved to OKC, <laughs> and they're 12-4 and four in those games on New Year's Eve. Really, really good uh, in front of their fans there on New Year's Eve. But uh, I saw Andrew Schleck pointing this out. The Thunder went 10-3 and three in the month of December. Fourth overall in net rating. Third in defense. Seventh in offense. They beat the Nuggets twice. They beat the Wolves. They beat the Clippers. They beat the Mavs. They beat the Warriors. They beat the Knicks. Um, just a really, really good month for this team as they start to convince people, like, oh, wait, how good is this team immediately here? Like, how much noise? How far are they going to go in the postseason? Because they're going to be there. Um, so just want to give them some love. Because absolutely, they're just, they're just they're just rolling right now. And 
everybody on that team, I mean, all their main players, are uh, doing their part. Everybody's contributing on yeah. both ends. They're second in the friggin' Western Conference. Yeah. Um, they seem a little bit too young to go deep into the playoffs, yeah. but who cares? Go for it uh, if, because they're that solid. They're that good. Driving in today, I saw a big rig truck with an Oklahoma license plate. Don't see that very often. No, sure. it, it, it's meant to be. <laughs> big rig. Did you try and get them to pull the horn? No, I got, I got a great snap of the license plate. I got a photo. JD, I think we have it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I saved it. I did get a photo. Uh, but I think, I think the records of teams that play on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, it's just their opponents get, have a little too much fun. Yeah, probably. That's what happens. In Oklahoma City. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's probably what it is. They're like, let's get this game over with so we so can we get the out. hell out of here. So, yeah. <laughs> it's like the Miami flu, but the opposite. opposite. Yeah. Yeah. So you say they should go for it. What do you mean? Yeah. Like, you think they should no. make a trade? They've got yeah. every pick in the next three drafts coming up. They're one of the best teams. Yeah, absolutely. Lowry Markkinen? That's the, that's the name that keeps coming up uh, for this team, is if they could – they're a team that could be like, hey – Utah, you want five first-round picks? <laughs> we can do it. It's not even a problem. Yeah. Uh, mm. And that would definitely improve them because it is such a question mark. You don't see a lot of teams go from winning zero playoff series to winning four playoff series. No. Winning two is an impressive, right? Like, you look back at the 2012 Thunder, a team that was very good, very young. They had until their third playoffs before they went to the finals. This team is second in the Western Conference. And you're like... Are they good enough to actually win a bunch of rounds here? Shea Gilgis-Alexander, a little bit older uh, than you think. You know, he's not a 21-year-old out there like a lot of their other guys are. But, I don't know. It seems to me they would most likely just wait out this trade deadline and keep rolling them over, rolling them over. There's always going to be an opportunity. I think Mm. that's exactly what they should do. Because, you, like you said it, and I know there's been, like, some debate within, you know, the Thunder fan base and stuff like that of, like, what you're saying. Like, whoa. These windows, these like championship windows, if you want to call them that, you know, are a lot smaller than you usually think. And like, do we push in right now to get like a another star player to go with all of our talent? Or do you slow play it and like relax? Let's not get ahead of ourselves because you make that move. Then there's pressure to win right away. Suddenly there's media scrutiny and all that. It's like, I'm with you, Trey. I think that they should I mean, get into the postseason, try and win a playoff series, as you should be able to do with this team. Um... And, and, and just go from there. And they've slow played it to death over these last couple of years. And it's worked out with a lot of these picks hitting and the way they've built this team. And you said, like, you brought this up a, a week or so ago. I mean, they're big three. It's like, it feels perfect in today's NBA game with SGA, J-Dub, and Chet Holmgren. Um, and then all the other guys around them. I wouldn't get ahead of myself, uh, Tass, unless there was, I guess, unless there was a trade just too good to be true and it's like a yeah. why not. But I wouldn't go overboard, like, trying to get, like, a... I don't know, a superstar by cashing in a million picks. Though, if any team could do it, they could. You could do it like twice they have so many picks because a lot of them are their own. Yeah, Yeah, to support that big three, I don't see why they wouldn't do it. If it's not a superstar, I agree. Just like a fourth guy to support Shea, Jalen, and Chet that's not super old. I think they would do it. I think, why the heck not? Um, as long as that guy is, again, not a superstar and not taking away from their top guys. And... And just sort of a, a guy who's young enough as well, because they're they are all super young. Other than Shea, I mean, they're like twenty one and a half in terms of their their rotations average age. That's freaking young. It's insane. Um, so they have they have so many young guys. And those um, are teams that do not usually go to win a title, right? <laughs> with a average age of that, it's like not even close. It's more like usually flirting more with twenty seven, twenty eight, stuff like that. Guys in their prime. That makes sense. It's been all these yeah recently. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, so OKC gets a little little love there. Let's do some losers of the NBA long weekend. Trey, get us started. Uh, the Lakers. The uh, Lakers. <laughs> They've lost three of their last four, including the Christmas loss uh, to the Celtics. Had a tragic loss on LeBron's birthday, his 39th birthday. <laughs> the most analyzed toe on the line since Kevin Durant versus the Milwaukee Bucks. LeBron, after a great play by Anthony Davis, gets the ball up uh, on an outlet. LeBron catches the ball, takes a step back, knocks down a two. It was called a two. And then they went and they looked at the replay. And LeBron looked at the replay. And he pointed at his own foot on the replay, <laughs> saying, wait a second there. That's my foot coming off the line. This was a millimeters call. Yeah. I saw people referencing uh, units of measurement I'd never seen before. <laughs> 
Like, I know a micron, but some of the words I was seeing in the angstrom, what is that? I got no idea what was going on. Incredible scenes. Uh, in the post game, LeBron said, that was a clear-cut three. Stevie Wonder could see that, champ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, they went to review uh, to replay, which goes to Secaucus. So LeBron said somebody over there was eating a ham sandwich and made the call. <laughs> Amazing recall by this guy to remember the time Steve Javi was sitting in the replay center with a ham sandwich next to I him. I couldn't believe this. Unbelievable this stuff. This guy doesn't forget anything, LeBron. <laughs> that was too good, man. Yeah, I, That was too good. I, that was really good. <laughs> so they lost that one, and then the last two-minute report confirmed that it should have been called the two. Basically, there was not enough evidence to yeah. overturn, which Sorry. I think is exactly right. Like, if it was called a three on the floor... It would have been a three. It would have been a three, and it would have would have held, likely, but... Yeah, yeah. G- give yourself another Zepto second and just chill out. I saw that <laughs> unit of time recently. Zepto second, there yeah. we go. <laughs> uh, but he's, he towed the... He towed it. He just towed it. I mean, Minnesota... They had a uh, they had a, a nice nice review of that tape. I mean, he, he towed it. Anyways, who cares? I love that shot where LeBron is pointing so at funny. the monitor with it up there, saying, "Look, you can see the little gap." Between uh, and you my, can see the gap at that moment. At that moment, but it that's was right. Just his feet. That's you couldn't right. see the release. Oh, so so controversial. Uh, they lost another game after that yeah. one. They. New Orleans Pelicans got their IST revenge. I guess this was December 31st, which is now two days away. They beat L.A. by 20 points. A few guys out uh, for the Lakers in this one. Rui Hachimura also went out eight minutes into this game with a calf strain that they say has caused a high level of concern among the Lakers. I don't know if I like hearing that because the real reason they're getting a loser, those are tough losses, no doubt. But I give the Lakers a loser because so far this season, LeBron has missed three games. The guy's playing at an all-NBA level. He has been awesome. Anthony Davis has missed two games, also playing at an all-NBA level. They've got a top-10 defense so far, and they're 17-17. and 17. Yeah, That's not good. Nope. All their role guys have been pretty bad. Gabe mm-hmm. Vincent, we just found out, is going to be out six to eight weeks because uh, he has knee surgery. Obviously, uh, Rui's going to miss a little bit of time, it seems like. They didn't have Cam Reddish against the Pelicans. They didn't have D'Angelo Russell against the Pelicans. A lot of people are missing – but their two stars are not missing. And that's the concern for the Lakers is that LeBron's playing awesome. AD's playing awesome. If you're getting MVP-level seasons from those guys, you should be better than 500. But if it ain't the IST, the Lakers have been pretty bad. 6-0 and in the in-season tournament plus the win in the title game. That leaves them at 11-17 and 17, yeah. outside of the games that don't have the extra money kicked in. <laughs> yes. And, and they don't shoot the three ball. And so the Gabe Vincent injury, I think, is a big problem. And I think this is just a sign that they're going to go for it in the next six weeks to support LeBron and Anthony Davis. And by what I mean by go go for it is make a trade. Make a trade for a star to support those two guys as much as they possibly can. Do you can. have anyone that comes to mind? Well, the Zach attack could happen. Oh. Uh, Zach Levine could happen as as the supporting guy. But Gabe Vincent would help a lot if he was playing. And, and just, and just in terms of getting the three ball up, they don't shoot threes they're 28th in the league in three-point attempts and that's just odd so just to spread the floor give LeBron and Anthony Davis some room would help a lot Uh, but yeah other than LeBron getting some shoe sales for the LeBron 21 new age of sport uh this past (laughs) week uh shout out to Nick DePaula for for snapping those photos and taking those photos and just sharing them because that was a nice shoe James Harden's shoe very nice Devin Booker's shoe very nice um, Anthony Edwards. Otherwise, yeah, Ants, very nice. Ants, very nice, very nice shoes out there. What do you think about Darvin Ham's uh, starting lineup change that we've seen over the last couple of games, where D'Angelo Russell out, Vanderbilt in, you know, sort of focusing more on defense? But you guys just said it. I mean, uh, we already can't <laughs> no shoot offense. to save our life, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and we're clogging it up even more for LeBron and AD. I think this was sort of backfired. You get the, you get what he's thinking, but. Um, it hasn't gone well. He may have panicked with this one. I don't know if he flips it back. I don't know if Reeves go back in the starting line. I think you need a little more shooting, a little more juice uh, on the offensive side of things to pair with those guys. They should play a guard. Yeah. (laughs) So I think Reeves should start. He went to the bench because he was struggling early in the season. He found his rhythm. He's shooting 50% off the bench. He started in the second half of this game because Hachimura went out. So I think Reeves has got to be the guy because right now it's like LeBron is the point guard. That's good, except for he's not a super respected outside shooter, though he's shooting the ball very well. But all the other guys outside of uh, Torrey and Prince are like, please take it. Mm -hmm. Uh, They want uh, Reddish to shoot it. They want Anthony Davis to shoot it. So I think they got to 
balance things a little, and I think that means Reeves starting. But uh, I know Lakers fans are not happy with Darvin Ham, no, from what I can tell. No, 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 they're not. It is odd to see that offense work that way, and I think they would be yanking D'Angelo Russell if they had Gabe Vincent. Maybe their starting point guard, the guy was yeah. a starting point guard on a team that went to the finals last year just to be his his Mario Chalmers, his something that he's been able to help. help. <laughs> I mean, just to be tough defensively, but – be willing to shoot every three ball that he gets on his the tips of his fingers. So it's fun to watch the Western Conference standings, in all honesty, because they're getting tight. If they don't go for Zach Levine, could there be a more of a minor move, I guess, for like Malcolm Brogdon? Oh, I thought you were going to say Buddy Heald. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm trying, thinking, I'm trying to get years. them some, some guard help, of course, and someone that's you know been around the block a little bit that you can trust a little bit more. Some point guard duties, decent defensively, can shoot. I mean, and Brogdon, I, I think, could be gettable. <laughs> I yeah, can't imagine yeah. the Blazers like, oh, we got to hold on to him. Um, just maybe more attainable. But they got to they gotta get something there. I'm with you on the, the Gabe injury. It really, really hurts them, especially when he came back and it's like, okay, here he comes, and then he's out again for all that time. And who knows what this Rui news now? I mean, it could be. High level of concern. Yeah, could be weeks, could be months. Who knows? Uh, Tass, who else you have for a loser of the weekend? Well, the Dallas Mavericks, unfortunately, lost to the Utah Jazz. Kyrie is back, missed 12 games. He had a bruised heel. He's back. Um, but they lost. I really want to talk about the Utah Jazz, though, because they've they've turned around. And I want to talk about the Western Conference standings because it's hard. The Utah Jazz specifically have won 5 of 6, 8 of 11. They look like a different basketball team. They're just playing together. They're playing some hardy ball. And the, the reason for that is they're starting some of their older guys as well, and they're playing a lot of zone. They had 37 assists in this game. Uh, Simone Fontecchio starting over Ochai Abaji because he's taller. Uh, he had a steal and a block and great shots and was the lead scorer for this uh, Utah Jazz in this one. And I think they all did a good job against Luka. He helped uh, against Luka. Luka coming into this game, 6 of 28 on step-back threes to his left. And uh, they were very aware of that. They tried yeah. to they tried to make him go left over and over and over again, playing that zone. And so they've come together. Uh, and I, I find it interesting to talk about this this Lowry marketing thing going up to the trade deadline because he's damn good. Didn't even have to be their their leading scorer, and they get a W. What route do they take? Uh, I I don't think they they trade Lowry marketing. I think he's he's a good part. I think this team is good enough. Because I don't think there's a bad team other than the Spurs uh, who have found a little bit of way taking Jeremy Sohan out of the, the point guard spot and putting Malachi Branham in there. In terms of the Western Conference, there's not a bad team out there. There's just not not one. I, I, I think it's going to be tough to win against any of these teams. Scooty Scoot is back. Scoot Henderson <laughs> playing for the Portland Trailblazers in the 14th spot. But look at the standings. Now Dallas lost this game. Now they're 19-15. They're 7th. The Phoenix Suns behind behind them by half a game in eighth. The Houston Rockets behind the Dallas Mavericks only a game and a half in ninth. The Lakers are 500 in eighth. And then it's the Warriors, tenth. the Jazz. Yeah, 10th, excuse me. And then, then it's the Warriors, the Jazz, the Grizzlies, and then the, the Blazers and Spurs. It's just hard to win a game. All these teams are are coming together. It's hard to win against any Western Conference game. I know, uh, you know, we've talked about the Detroit Pistons being bad in the Eastern Conference, but every team I think is starting to find their way a little bit uh, in the West, and even the Pistons are alive. So, all that to say, uh, the Jazz are just a, a tough team, tough team to uh, to win against. And now we get some Jazz Pistons again. I think they play uh, oh. Wednesday night. <laughs> That's going to be a battle. Jazz are going to get another win. Jazz are going to get another win. They're going to be 16 and 19, I think. Um, So they've they've come together. They're they're playing a lot harder. And uh, Jordan Clarkson came off the bench to record his first career triple-double. 20 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. I'm sure you guys saw the clip of uh, Coach Hardy saying, uh, stay in there and get that final rebound so you can get this triple-double, which he did. And uh, I couldn't believe it, but it was the first – Regular season game triple-double by a Jazz player since Carlos Boozer back in 2008. That's over 5,000 days. 5,000 days. That's incredible. About 1,200 days. In today's day and age. I know. 
That's that's wild that Clarkson is the first jazz player since Boozer in 08. This one's on Gordon Hayward and Donovan Mitchell. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. (laughs) They should have done it. (laughs) (laughs) Carlos Boozer. (laughs) What? Yeah, they had 10 assists. I know. That's quite surprising. He likes to shoot. That is very surprising. Uh, Gordon Hayward, you mentioned him. He was on Paul George's podcast talking trash about the Boston Celtics team that he was on. Yeah, everybody podcasting. Yeah. Everybody's podcasting these days. But, uh, yeah, I like watching the Jazz. Like, I watched them last year. They looked a lot better last year, but they've started to come together. Yep. Uh, Well, you brought up Gordon Hayward, so let me give a loser of the NBA long weekend to the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, I think they've secretly, quietly dropped 11 consecutive games here. That caught me by surprise. I was like, whoa. That's the longest active losing streak now in the NBA by eight games after the Pistons uh, beat the Raptors, of course. And they are getting punked, the Hornets are, on this post-Christmas West Coast road trip. They lost to the Clippers by nine. Okay, they lost to the Lakers by 21, the Suns by 14, the Nuggets by 18. They're severely shorthanded. No LaMelo ball for the last, what, 15 games with his ankle issue. Mark Williams has missed the last 10 games due to a back issue. And Gordon Hayward and his beautiful hair has missed the last three games here due to a calf strain. That's why he's going on these podcasts. Even Terry Rozier was a a scratch yesterday um, against the Nuggets due to an illness. And uh, that means Ish Smith got to play and start for the Hornets. uh, 14-year vet, Ish Smith. Now, it was cool. He got his ring. He was on the Denver Nuggets, if you remember. (laughs) Uh, So he received his championship ring from his former teammates there before the game. But... It was deja vu, this Nuggets-Hornets game, because the Nuggets pulled away after halftime. They outscored the Hornets 40-17 to in the third quarter. They had a 20-2 to run to start the second half. They lost almost the exact same way the last time they played on December 23rd when the Nuggets ripped off a 30-9 to run in the third quarter on way to a big win. So just the same thing here. The Hornets ranked 26th in offensive rating and 30th in defensive rating. They're the worst defensive team in a league full of some pretty bad defensive teams. There's just no resistance from this Hornets team defensively. Again, they're missing some key guys, but they, they their opponents have an effective field goal percentage of 57.7%. <laughs> and you can shoot nearly 40% from three against this team or score at the rim. You know, they give up both of those. Pick one or the other to try and stop. So it's bad. I just That caught me by surprise they had lost 11 straight games. I knew they were bad, but... Oh, they're... They're really, really, really bad. <laughs> yeah. They're depressing, There's just nothing man. interesting exactly. about the Hornets right now. At least with the Pistons, you're like, wow, NBA history. The Spurs, <laughs> they're losing 18 straight. You're like, at least they got Wembenyama. Yeah. Scooty Scoot is back for the pace, for uh, the Blazers, you know, with the Hornets with LaMelo out right now. It's just a slog. It's a slog. <laughs> slog I mean, it feels dogger. like how many years running have we said this about this team, though? It's just like, oh, it's just a slog, man. And Steve, you know, Uncle Steve Clifford's still there. Like, God Steve, bless him. Steve, trying to get on, them man. to play defense. But they are, they're tough. They're a tough watch for sure. Uh, you can score on them at will. So, Hornets, loser of the NBA long weekend. Who'd we miss? Tell us, winners, losers. Uh, let us know in the stream team. Let us know in the comments and tweet at us at NoDunksInc. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Uh, Before we go, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mmm, Tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet, ah. It's me. Yeah, the Tweetster. This one comes from... At Andy Creed, a tweet Davidson on Twitter, who says, When guys become dads, they're sorted into one of these four houses like in Harry Potter, along with pictures of various tool bags. Uh, the yellow of DeWalt, the neon green of Ryobi, the red of Milwaukee, and the teal of Makita. Wow. Uh, personally, I am a Ryobi power tools man, Ooh. but a DeWalt bag tools man. Oh, wow. Mm. A little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. What about y'all? The sorting hat wasn't sure where to put you, man. Yeah, yeah exactly right. <laughs> the Home Depot <laughs> sorting hat. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, what are you yeah, You're a, a dad? Hat, Which one are you Yeah, I, I, it's funny because I, I think I'm also a blend of Ryobi and DeWalt, uh, but I have to look up what my DeWalt's are. Maybe I don't have DeWalt's. Uh, oh. I'm just so bad with brand names. Other than my Ryobi drill tool center uh that i have in my uh, <laughs> in my garage i don't I, dewalt there's another there's another brand name I, I i love the four here but i think there's a fifth that i'm i'm forgetting <laughs> who's the slytherin of this uh tool bag group to you tk <laughs> interesting uh makita I, yeah. I don't know why <laughs> i don't know why uh dewalt has to be hufflepuff uh, colors match as sure. uh, Milwaukee and Gryffindor, I think. Are. Yeah. Plus, you got the lightning bolt for uh, you know Harry's oh, yeah. scar. Oh, good call. I think it's got to be Gryffindor. So Ryobi and Makita, <laughs> it's up to you. Which one's Ravenclaw? Which one's Slytherin? <laughs> Uh, I have uh, to to answer your question I got a little DeWalt and I have Milwaukee gloves (laughs) (laughs) they're my work gloves from Milwaukee um, if I see you with Milwaukee tools I'm like that guy's all about the tools those ones seem like the most serious tools to me I don't know why I, I think it's because JD maybe has a couple Milwaukee tools around here. Uh, and anything JD does, I give more credence. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, his movie recommendations mean more than anything. <laughs> oh, wow. Ergo, his tool recommendations also mean more. I know, I, I do know I my have buddy Milwaukee I've seen a Milwaukee around here. Yeah, oh, I yeah. guess I've got, yeah. I got some Milwaukee. All my outdoor tool, tools are Ryobi. Yeah. Yeah, like the lawnmower, leap blower, all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, you got yeah. all those big batteries. Yeah, exactly. Interchangeable. Yeah. I was going to say my buddy Grish, our buddy Grish, your buddy Grish, big Ryobi guy. Big Ryobi oh, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. went all in. Yeah. <laughs> they look cool. The, the color, it just pops. You know? That Milwaukee drill doesn't even look like a drill. Can we can we go back to that photo? I'm very confused. Uh, it looks like a joke. Maybe it, like that drill, it just looks like a. Like the one a, on, the, on the right. Middle. What's that thing in the middle? Uh, that looks like a like a jigsaw. Yeah, yeah. It's some saw. sort of saw. That's a saw. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a saw. Wow, <laughs> it looks like a, a, a drill has got a tongue sticking out of it. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's not real. Pow, pow, power tools. That's one of my New Year's resolution is to get a saw. Yeah. Oh, what, wow. kind, what kind of saw? saw? What kind uh, of saw? Electric. Yeah. <laughs> power saw. I don't have any power saws. I only got a back-breaking saw. Oh, yeah, that's oh, a good terrible, call. Terrible, man. That's a good call. How often saw. does sawing yeah, come like, up? Yeah, like, once a year. Uh, once oh, a year. yeah, tree. for your tree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's about time. But you could use, don't, you don't have a chainsaw. I, that's what I'm saying. I could oh. use a chainsaw, or I really like the ones that, like, what's it called, a pole saw? It's, like, 20 feet tall. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Seems not very useful, but it'd be cool to have. It'd be cool to have. <laughs> very long saw. Well, yeah, what, what get... we should do, we've said it a million times, is you should get uh, all the Ryobis, you should get all the Milwaukee's, you should get uh, all the get them all covered. <laughs> yeah, then we can just, you know, not don't get don't get every tool piece. Yeah. yeah. You just buy one. You buy the circular okay. saw, yeah. whatever, and then we'll go from there. It's a good call. And we'll just share them. Bring them in. They just I... sit here. We just leave them here. Who needs one? <laughs> Who needs a tool? Let's take it a tool. I got an axe if you want. Oh, um, nice. But that's what I was thinking. I was thinking I was going to get an electric saw as well because I wanted to go f- just 
freestyle into the forest and just and just go cut. Uh, but that's what I have an axe for. Freestyle. <laughs> Lumberjack. Freestyle. <laughs> like he's the professor behind his back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Steph Curry, that one. Uh, but yeah, I just like an axe instead. But anyways, electric an electric would be nice. Because sawing is hard. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just Hell manual yeah. sawing tough. without Hell electricity, yeah. that's tough. That's real tough. Great tweet. Um, I thought you were going to go with the Whitlock as the tweet of the night. But, uh, <laughs> go check that one out if you haven't. I've been getting the same ad. <laughs> I don't know why. I was laughing so for crazy. a long time with that tweet. That that cell phone, the cell phone on that tweet, though, is... Mwah! Chef's kiss. Uh, all right, we'll call it there. Uh, we will be back here in the Classic Factory tomorrow. Uh, later this week, maybe on the Drop Podcast, you got, we got to do some New Year's resolutions for some players, teams, maybe ourselves in the podcast. So uh, start thinking about that. But enjoy the games tonight, and uh, we'll see you here at 10 a.m. Eastern. Hit the like button, subscribe, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember all, all that tweet talking. Um... Got to, got to put it to the side just for a sec and go to threads because Yanis Dedekumbo Yanis is on threads and he responded to a WhatsApp thread. WhatsApp threaded, the new year is calling. Where will you be at midnight? Watching fireworks, chatting with family, dancing the night away, fast asleep. Yanis responded, we got a game tomorrow. And he chose fast asleep. Respect, Yannis. And and respect to him. But they lost. Taking, yeah, well, taking care of business. He's taking care of his life. Good for you, Yannis. Good, Good for you joining did, Threads. Well, did you? Did either of you make it up or stay up till uh, midnight? Yeah. I mean, you got kids, and did you do that whole uh, thing? Yeah. It was close. I'm not hey, sure. You're not sure? No. <laughs> you're not, I, I'm going to say you did it if you're not sure. Well, I was in bed, so maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Oh. No. Okay, Take so care of business. The, re- the house was asleep or in bed. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a creature was stirring, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you were you have the power tools going? Oh, Dad's out freestyling again in the back. <laughs> All right, brace the day, people.